Well, hello, everyone, again. Welcome to the Mint Door podcast. I'm Dr. Laura Schwint. And I am Dr. Karen Tindall. And we are very excited today for this conversation. I'm going to make sure I'm sitting up correctly during this whole interview (laughs) because we have Cindy Purdy. Now, Cindy is a registered dental hygienist and certified ergonomic assessment specialist. And you specialize in improving the health and performance of dental professionals by creating safe in-office workstations. So welcome, Cindy. I'm super excited for this conversation and so happy that you're here with us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm pleased to be here as well. Awesome. So just a little bit more about you. You're nationally known as a speaker and creator of the force behind what is called Thrive. Um, And this sounds so cool, but it's a wellness and therapeutic summit for dental professionals. How cool is that? Um, A two and a half day summit, and you bring together ergonomic and medical specialists to help dental professionals enhance stamina, vitality, elevate their performance, and inspire purposeful living, all while peeling away misconceived ideas relating to positioning, posture, and productivity. This Correct. sounds like something that's really needed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. I really, this is, I've only had one so far and we try to make them very small and intimate so that we can, um, uh, we, we want people to, to really think and breathe and really decide where they're at within their ergonomic journey and where they would like to go and how long they want this career to last and how can they make themselves have a healthier career than just, you know, looking at the schedule and following the schedule all day, how they can be purposeful about um, the treatment, not only the treatments that they're giving, but how they are delivering those treatments to the patients. Mm -hmm. And this is so important right now because there's just so many other things going on in our profession that are making people question whether they want to stay in or maybe leave. And so I can see that this is a really important topic for so many. So right. thank you. Thank you for being here. And before we get started, we have a few warm-up questions. Karen, do you want to explain our warm-up questions? So this is a little game that we play <laughs> with everybody who uh, comes into our little podcast room here in the mint door. And it's like this and that game basically we're just going to Laura and I take turns we're going to give you two things to choose from we just want you to pick the first one that comes to mind out of the two things that we're going to give you so okay hit me okay (laughs) do you you hair dry or air dry your hair hair dry Mm -hmm. otherwise (laughs) (laughs) awesome all right heels or tennis shoes Oh, tennis shoes, 100%. (laughs) I am so far past the heels in my life. (laughs) Is it yoga pants or jeans? I I hate to be the old woman in the crowd, but mostly jeans. (laughs) I'm a Colorado gal. (laughs) There you go. Yoga pants probably wouldn't hold up very well, right? That's right. That's right. (laughs) They're not warm enough. (laughs) True, true. Um, Let's see. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I would say neither. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'd like to get up a little late and go to bed, you know, a little early. Awesome. <laughs> but, I like it. 
That sounds perfect. It does. <laughs> now, this this question, considering where you live, may be a no-brainer. Mountains or ocean? Uh, oh, mountains. If you could see out those windows right behind you, 100% mountains. Uh, uh, oceans for vacations, mountains for living. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> All right. Along those lines, um, for fishing, river or lake? I do both, but I prefer the lake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> breakfast or no breakfast? No breakfast. Mm-hmm. Eat out or eat in? Eat in almost mm-hmm. exclusively. Mm-hmm. Because if you knew where I live, there's only like a thousand people and the restaurants are only open during the like, tourist season. <laughs> oh, <funny. laughs> well, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Movies or Netflix? Netflix. Mm-hmm. Book or Kindle? Book. Okay. Cat or dog? Dogs. Mm-hmm. Burger or salad? What I prefer or what I should? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely what you prefer. Oh, probably a burger. <laughs> Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, big impersonal dental meeting or small intimate retreat? Small intimate retreat. <laughs> and then dental stool or saddle chair? A uh, saddle stool. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Exclusively. Awesome. Yeah. Those last two you may have noticed we tailored just to like. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Is what we did. Yes. So one of the phrases that we've heard you use is the wildfires of daily dental practice. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a little bit of insight as to where that comes from, what it what it means. Well, doesn't take long of practicing, you know, that you know, you feel like sometimes when you're in order to to meet the patient's needs, not just pay attention to the schedule, you feel like your hair you know, gets on fire because you're trying to, to help everyone else out. Let's, let me, let me take, take, make sure these needs get taken care of. And you, and you walk out at the end of the day, you feel like, you, you know, your hair has been on fire all day and you feel like, uh, you know, you, you'd like it if someone could bring you a bucket of water at the end of the day, you know, because you're just completely exhausted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you have a schedule, it doesn't matter that that, that schedule changes all day long. And maybe that's just me. I, I personally, um, it's not that I don't like change. I'm a change management um, a- expert also, but you have to be ready to change at a moment's notice. And that just gets exhausting. Mm. Yeah. That continual effort of always, always being on alert. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And what's coming up next. Yeah. And, and what's that, almost then it's almost another fire and I'll do, but what's the next fire that I have to fight? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Willing to do it, 100% willing to do it, but it's just exhausting. And we compromise, to me, I feel like we compromise ourselves and our bodies to make sure that happens. I need to see, I need to get, uh, the, the doctor wants the next, another PA of this tooth and rightfully so, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm already 10 minutes late. I've got somebody already waiting for me. So how am I going to do that? I'm just going to bend over and creak and turn my neck and get, get that in there and get it done. Mm-hmm. So we sacrifice ourselves to for those fires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we walk out hot at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, hard to relax, hard to calm down, all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's physically and then mentally exhausting. Yeah. You know, I I say in my presentation sometimes um, that, you know, when you first start with your career, you know, I I could pop up out of that chair at five o'clock and head off to my softball game and have no problem whatsoever. But as it starts wearing on you, you think it's um, you think you're just uh, tired and and overworked, but you're actually fatigued. You're breaking down your body Mm -hmm. and you end up giving up softball or bowling or whatever it is. And you go home and you have to lay on the couch in the fetal position until about seven 30 before your brain and your body actually come back to life. And that's what I, I say, you know, to the people that, that attend the meetings, that's not, that's not just being tired or being exhausted. That's not, Oh my gosh, I need to get to the gym. That's not, um, these kids are sucking the life out of me. (laughs) You know, it's, it's all those things we want to blame it on, but that's not what it is. It's, it's our body is fatiguing and it's breaking down our, our muscles and our bones and our ligaments and our tendons and everything else. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really interesting point. And you think about, you know, as you go on in your career, and I remember thinking this, like, oh, it's just getting old. I'm just getting old. This is what getting old feels like. This is what is expected, you know. And so what are some of the misconceived ideas relating to posture, ergonomics, positioning, and being productive in the dental office? Well, as a um, cert- CEAS, Certified Ergonomic Assessment Specialist, one of the things, and I have you know other certificates in ergonomics, and one of the things I learned was this thing called neutral position. I had no idea what that was. It sounded a little vague to me. But when I finally, the, the, the definition that they gave us was that it's when it's when the body, the bones, the tendons, the ligaments, the joints, everything are in their strongest, most stable position. When the flexors equal the extenders, you're not overextending, you know, one side to the other, medially, distally. It's when everything is at its strongest, most stable position. And when you can maintain yourself in neutral position, you reduce your risk for developing musculoskeletal disorders or MSDs. And I thought, wow, if I could just bring that into dentistry, if we would just be more aware of what neutral position is, and then neutral position, as I said, every joint has neutral position. So um, in in my classes, I go start from the top of the head and go all the way down to the bottom to describe what neutral position is for every single joint. And um, I know that I'm in dentistry. So that's what I concentrate on. But even outside of dentistry, for for other viewers that you have who aren't in dentistry, neutral position is something we should try to attain all the time. And I know we can't be in it 100%, but we need to have it in our head 100% of the time. When we're we're driving, we need to be using that lumbar support. Um, One of the best uh, tips I've ever heard was from another friend of mine, a hygienist, Katrina Klein, who speaks on um, on ergonomics. And she said, at the end of your day, take that um, your rearview mirror and adjust it up. I mean, excuse me, adjust it so that it tips up a little. So you're going to tip it down. 
so that you have to sit up just a little bit straighter to be able to see out of that rear view mirror. Because at the end of the day, we all want to slump down and, you know, we're driving like this. But if you make it so you tilt it, so you have to sit up a little straighter to see. I thought that was just, it's an easy thing to do. We need to pay attention to. I don't care if you're gardening or doing any kind of handwork, try to keep your wrists and your hands in neutral position as often as you can. Why? Because it's not just what we do in the operatory, but it, you know, it's our life added onto it. If you're a cyclist, try to try to get handlebars or anything that's going to keep you in neutral position. Think, you know, things like that outside of dentistry. You know, listening to you describe that makes me think we should be teaching this in elementary school. Absolutely. And and a lot of the studies that have come have, have been from students in um, outside of the United States, but while they're in school and how they sit in desks. Mm-hmm. How many times, this will lead to saddle stools, actually, the studies on saddle stools, but how many times um, have you seen kids that like to tip their chair forward and just sit on the front two um, legs of the chair and then they get slapped down and, you know, get back on all four legs? The reason they're doing that in school is because it's getting their hips and knees in neutral position. It's getting their knees below their hips, which is neutral position. That's how their kids are comfortable. Actually, if we sat our children in those in that position, they wouldn't be so antsy in school and get in trouble for wiggling, which I always did. <laughs> but it, it's hard for your body to sit with the thighs parallel to the floor. So the kids were just naturally, they didn't know any different, but they were tipping themselves forward to get mm-hmm. their knees below their hips. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. I, yeah. I am normally quite a fidget. Like mm-hmm. when we record these podcards, I'm like mm-hmm. always like, jigging around. <laughs> I don't, I don't right. feel very easily, but like, as you're talking, if anybody's watching this on the video version of this, I've been jiggling around, like as you're talking, <laughs> kind of just my shoulders are going back. My neck was going back. I was looking at my legs. I've shifted right. my position. <laughs> and that's because Sorry, you're probably you're probably sitting in a traditional chair and it's very hard to for your muscles to hold you in that position. So they're starting to fatigue. So when we fidget and start moving, that gives those muscles a little bit of a rest because your muscles are telling you, I can't sit like this much longer. You're going to, the bones are supposed to be supporting me, not the muscles. And so me, Mr. Muscle, I'm going to fatigue if you don't move. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 100% right. So in today's climate of pandemics and everything that's gone on recently, there've been so many like new regulations for PPE and cross infection control and policies that have come in. How has that affected people's daily aches and pains and what they're going through physically at work? Well, as I just took a deep breath listening to you, um, we're, we're seeing a lot less oxygen running through the body, getting into our muscles and um, a lot. So the, the way a muscle rejuvenates itself is to get the old um, used oxygen out of it and get new oxygen into it. So with all the PPE that we're having to wear, we have a lot less um, oxygen coming to replenish us. We get a lot more mental fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I hate. Uh, there's just all all kinds of studies that tell us even sitting in neutral position, getting those shoulders back, getting your knees below your hips, opens up your chest so that you it that opens up your airway and you can get more oxygen into your lungs. Um, and the only way to sit in neutral position is in a saddle stool. Like, mm-hmm. At this point, that's the only thing that gets your hips 
above your knees. So uh, I think, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, one of the easiest things to start with, the best thing, the studies are showing the best things ergonomically, if you're in a dental profession, excuse me, is to start with a pair of loops. Um, that's, that's number one proven. And number two is to get an ergonomic chair. What, however, to me, the only way I definitely define an ergonomic chair is one that holds you in neutral position. And that's a saddle stool. Now, and it's not just any saddle stool that's, you need to get saddle stools that are designed for the tasks that we perform in dentistry, because many of the um, saddle stools, like a lot of people try to get them off of the internet. Um, those are designed for the beauty profession. And, you know, someone who's cutting your hair is not performing the same tasks. They want to sit straight and look in and make sure they got uh, got that line, your hair cut straight. We are kind of leaning in and, and having the patient turn toward us. So we do a lot more movements. We need to get much closer to the patient than those in the beauty industry. They lean back to, to see if they've got it straight. So uh, they don't get cl- as close to the patient as we do. So um, that would be one of the when you asked initially what was the most um, common misunderstanding is that you that you will be getting the same ergonomic benefits from a design that was not made for dentistry. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fascinating to hear how specific these mm-hmm. products are. And I like if raising the awareness that it's not any saddle seat. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's the de- specific, some, specific ones, because in dentistry, I've worked with the, some of the companies that have designed it. I've told them, make that front, that anterior horn smaller. You're preventing us from getting into the patient where um, and it's making us reach and have to lean over. So um, I would say within the last 10 years, they they really started listening because initially some of the stools that were available through dental professional uh, dental manufacturers were straight from the beauty industry, the design was, but they have learned that um, through talking with us and, and employing people like me to consult with them, that that's not quite meeting our needs. It's a great concept to start with, but it doesn't meet all of our needs. So therefore you're not understanding all the benefits and a lot of people will purchase those stools and go, and they, they have to be for your body. Some of them can be too wide for your, for your hip width and therefore they're causing hip pain. So then a lot of people say, Oh, I tried one on the internet and I don't, I don't like it. It didn't work for me. Well, you know, there were a lot of things that probably weren't working for you, not just the saddle stool, the design of the saddle stool, how, how tall could you get it? Did it meet your legs? It's a very, it's as customized as a pair of loops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point because there's all sorts of adjustments with those saddle stools. So mm-hmm. if you were to just order one and get it in your office and not necessarily be measured or know the good settings for you, it could actually maybe not be as beneficial as if the settings were correct for you, right? Correct. It could it could be damaging if you if you haven't um if you're not working with someone who's trained on how to adjust it. It really can be damaging. Mm-hmm. That's the unfortunate thing. We're so used to just plopping in a in a stool and, and getting to work and con- again concentrating on the patient. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is why we all went into this career. But the number one thing to do is to get yourself adjusted ergonomically and then bring everything around you. Bring the patient up to that area, bring your tray into that area, um, get get the distance according to where you are. Are you going to work in the 12 o'clock? Are you going to be moving from, from 10 to 12 Then make everything within that reach and adjusted to that area? Mm. And we do it the exact opposite because our concentration, right. our target is that patient right. and their mouth. Yeah. 
Yeah. When, when you do this, when you go in and, and help teams um, and, and get their ergonomics so that they're dialed in, how, how does that translate to the end of day vitality and well-being that they yeah. may feel? Yeah, it makes all the difference in the world, all, all the difference in their energy level. You go home happier and, you know, instead of, like I said, laying on the couch and at 730 raising your head and go, oh, did somebody call in for pizza? You know, you're able to, you know, you, you're able to pre-plan maybe even a dinner and have it ready for the family to go. And to me, that's, that's, where, that's the importance. That's why we're doing all this is to, you know. Ha- be able to have great encounters with our patients and also with our family. Mm-hmm. 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 I kept thinking that as a young hygienist, knowing that I was giving 110%, but before I had my family, I kept thinking, how can I do this? Uh, it's, it, my job is taking so much from me and I'm happy to give it, but I know when I start having a family, I'm going to have to divide that. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what's important to me is to have that great balance. I I want you to have a healthy, long career, but I want you to be happy. And I want your family to be happy to be around you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's that balance between both. Mm -hmm. So important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful resource. You know, we we're talking right now about the great resignation and Mm -hmm. um, what a wonderful resource for, um, offices that you must be to help them so that they feel better at the end of the day. And, um, that just translates into them being more happy about their job. Right. And they'll stay longer if they're happier. Mm -hmm. But now that you're talking about this great resignation, I'd like in my presentation, in part of my presentation at Thrive, I encourage the attendees to set up, to go back to their office and either set up or ask permission to set up an ergonomic program within their office, because that is a great benefit for, for um, uh, an employer to add, mm. to mention at the same time that they're talking about 401ks and vacation time and holiday pay. They need to say, and we have an ergonomic program established here too. If if, if, mm-hmm. if someone who's being hired knows that that is important and that the employer provides that, mm-hmm. it, that that will make them much more comfortable. And it may be the deciding factor when they go, which I have two offers, which offer should I take? Mm-hmm. If I have someone who I know cares about me, and it's so easy to have an ergonomic program in an office. It doesn't cost, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I'm not talking about everybody going all the employees going over in the corner and go, okay, let, let's hit the doctor off for saddle stools and loops. And, you know, that that's not how you start it. That may be an ultimate thing that you work toward, but you can just do stretches during the lunchtime together. You can um, kindly offer to take photos of each other, images of each other as their work, as each one is working so that the we all think we sit with a straight back and our neck, you know, in perfect alignment. But if, if we will start sharing with each other what we really look like when we're working, then we can start improving upon that. Or if, you know, the dental assistant is saying, you know, it really, I always have to reach and this really hurts. If, if we can start looking at images, we can start helping to say, well, you know, I know of a, of a you could place that, that instrument in a different position on the tray so you didn't have to reach so far. There's very, and all of this is just like a discussion during, for an ergonomic program, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just to help each other. There are, 
ROI charts online to um, if they want to if if they need new instruments. Well, let let's talk to a doctor like from a business perspective, not from I need I want perspective. We've de- this is what we've decided that you know this is the ROI on getting new instruments, and we want to move up to the non sharpening type of instruments. And this is this is why we think they're better. This is, and we'll start with two or three and see how you know, just talk um, about those things as a business person to a business person. There are, um, so that ROI chart will help, you know, gather some of that information for the staff. There's, there are so many easy things. Like I said, just go take a walk together. Mm. That it's stretched together during lunch. All of that is an easy way to start a, uh, an ergonomic program within the office. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Wonderful tips. Yeah. I think one thing that it made me think of was also the locums that travel around who go and fill in like mm-hmm. temping places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't have a chair that's set up, a seat that's set up for them. Right. They're having to adapt whatever they find in that office on that day. Except for when I temp, I take my own saddle stool and on top of it, I have my own ultrasonic and my, (laughs) because again, you don't know what you're going to get as far as instruments and things like that, Um, whether they're sharp or not sharp. I'm not talking about that, but we all have our own design Mm -hmm. uh, and of, of, of instruments that we like that keep our own hands in neutral position. So I've always just said, to the doctor, I'm going. If it's all right with you, I'm going to be bringing these things in because mm-hmm. your stat, your patient is already going to be a little tweaked because you know my best friend Holly, the hygienist, isn't here, and I, you know, I wanted to tell her about my little Matilda's t- little tutu that she was just in, and so they're already a little tweaked. So I said, these are the products that work best in my hands and that will make me perform. Um, and and give the best service to your patients. And I have never had a problem with any of that. And that is truly why I do it. It make, makes me have an easier day at the end of the day also. Mm-hmm. But as long as I say, this is what's going to make your patients the happiest and the healthiest, I've never had a problem with it. Yeah, that's valuable advice. It is. Yeah. Now, one thing that we really uh, want to hear from you about is your Thrive Ergonomic Summit. That's almost a bit of a tongue twister when I said it. There. It is. It's it's a mouthful. Um, so tell us about that. Where is it? What happens? Well, what I what I was finding it all sort of evolved because of the pandemic. You know, we all a lot of us stayed home and we're getting our um, CEs in little one hour snippets, and I was performing and you know presenting those same um, programs, and I. I, I realized it just I realized it just wasn't working. I couldn't get all of the information out that I had and that I needed in one hour. And it was just I just felt inadequate and in that people were just getting their CE credit and not really getting good ergonomic information. And then as so I always had that undertow during the pandemic. And then as things started to open up, and even when I started giving getting back to the two or three hour in person, I still felt the same way. I found I still had that undertow that there was so much to be said. And when I first started um, presenting on ergonomics and in um, in the ergonomic world, consulting with companies, I was told that ergonomics was a dead topic. 
and that they were under the impression that I wanted to be a speaker. I've never wanted to be a speaker. I just knew that this was the only way I could get the information out that I had. So, you know, I said, no. So that people told me in the, within the industry. So, so get another topic to present on. And I said, no, this is the passion. This is where my education is. I don't really care to be behind a podium, but this is the only way I can get the information out. So um, I, I, just kept feeling that end of code that there wasn't an, enough time and the right information out there. And um, when I fought, first started, there were maybe two other people who spoke on ergonomics. Now there are many people who are speaking on ergonomics. And a lot of it is out of their own experience, um, negative experience from working clinically. So I decided, and most of them are my friends. Um, well, I say all of them are my friends. So I just decided that maybe it was time to bring all of us together. We all have a certain portion of our presentation that we love the most, that we that that is our little niche or our little path. So I thought I'll just bring them all together. And this one can speak on the different um, types of disabilities that we may have. And this one can speak on um, ultrasonics. And this one speak on hand instrumentation. And then within that, as I was on my own journey, I started meeting the medical professionals and saw and learned about all the different opportunities that we have where we don't have to work in pain. There, mm-hmm. are, It's not just go to the, go get a massage therapist. That was my um, information out of, straight out of school was you're going to have to get a massage therapist. That was my ergonomic instructions. Um, but you don't, it's not just a massage therapist and a chiropractor um, for 30 years of your career. And then at the end, you have to have surgery, you know, and leave the career. There's so, because, and stay in pain the whole time. There are so many other options that are out there now for us to not work in pain. There's a lot of steroid injections. And um, so I, um, and people are just going off when I see them online, what should I have this at C5, C6, what should I do? They're getting their medical information from Facebook, (laughs) but the answers are go to a chiropractor, go to a massage therapist. And I think, how do you even know that's what you need? You know, so I always encourage people start at a pain clinic. You're in pain. Let the let the, the medical profession decide which direction you're supposed to be going. Um, and and that's I thought I thought that's what we've left out is the medical profession. So the after so a portion of maybe a two a third of my program is having a I have a nurse practitioner who manages a pain clinic come in and speak to us about all the different options that are available. I have a um, upper cervical chiropractor specialist come in um, to let people know that there are specialists, just as we have specialists in dentistry, there are specialists within the the chiropractic um, uh, profession, the medical profession who just specialize on certain areas. If you're just having neck pain, why do you want to go to a chiropractor and have them, you know, work on your whole body? Let's, let's, Maybe we need the specialist to help us with our upper neck um, issues. Um, I have a disability, um, a hygienist sells disability insurance come in. I mean, we go from one gamut to the prevention all the way through the treatment and then, you know, how else to protect yourself. And we end up with um, with stress management, basically. I would, I would call it stress management um, is, the, is the last speaker that I have. Mm-hmm. And it's in the mountains of Colorado. It's always in Colorado Springs. It's at a castle, 750 acres. That we, so we take 
in the middle of the second day, we take two and a half hours off and I bring in a massage therapist and we go hit the hiking trails or we start a game of volleyball or we start a, we have all kinds of um, board games that are available in case it rains because you never know in the mountains, <laughs> just whatever it takes to relax and get your, get your head out. You know, uh, really if the pandemic, if, if you didn't, feel better in the pandemic and that didn't tell you something, you know, this is a way to kind of assess where you're at and where you, where you want to take your concentration for, for your, for your own health, basically. Sorry. Um, Did you guys want to talk? Is it your podcast? No, that's, (laughs) yeah, that's, we want you to talk. That's exactly, I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, I want to come to every single one of these because you have multiple events every year, right? That- I, at this point, for the rest of the year, I have one August fourth through the sixth, mm-hmm. which is a Thursday through a Saturday. For some, you know, a lot of dental offices are off on Fridays, and then the next one is October twenty first through twenty third, which is a Friday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So, this sounds lovely, and to be at a castle in the mountains sounds just like a perfect setting. What a wonderful treat to yes. um to come to one of those and we'll make sure that we have the um all the information in our show notes so if anybody's listening and wondering how they can inquire about this they can just look at the links below in the show notes mm-hmm. so well i will tell you since we we connected i have gotten some great sponsorship through Hugh Freedy, I hope I can say this, um, in that we are now able to offer, we're, we're doing a um, kind of a road trip theme and trying to, get, because we, you know, I fully understand. I, I've i looked at the cost of airline flights and we've all seen the cost of the gas prices now. So we're able, they were able to do a sponsorship as um, for a road trip and any dental professionals, doesn't matter what where, what your job is at the office if you're interested in ergonomics. Any dental professionals in the, since we're in Colorado, in Wyoming, Colorado, or New Mexico who want to take a road trip, we are able to offer um, this at a fifty percent discount. Oh, thanks to you, Freedy. Wow, that is a deal. Thank that you. That is a deal. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I always love to support those companies that support you know us. Mm-hmm. And when you're support, supporting an ergonomic program, it is definitely them supporting the dental professionals. Yes. Yes. Makes oh. me want to live in another state. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping when you were reading out that list, I was like, is Arkansas? <laughs> right? Well, it's all up and down the I-25 corridor there. Those, those states, like a lot of people from Wyoming and Colorado come to, I mean, excuse me, Wyoming and New Mexico come to Colorado for a lot of the dental meetings. So mm-hmm. we just thought, grab your, grab your gals and hit the road. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful opportunity. So at this point, that opportunity is just for the August session. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Well, um, this sounds so in line with what we talk about in the mint door, which is whole person well-being. And it's hard to mm-hmm. not have whole person well-being if your body is breaking down. Right. Um, so I would just like to thank you for for advocating for our our health of our dental profession. Um, and I think that your information is so relevant. Like I said, I wish elementary school kids learned this. I wish they taught it first thing in dental school, hygiene school. 
Um, but I think that you are bridging that gap and trying to do what you can with where we're at now. So trying to get to it before it's pain, because before it's painful, pain, pain tells us there's already a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, pain is a symptom uh, uh, that, there, that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, and not only that, but it's probably easier to learn before than after when you've compensated and, and developed bad habits, I, I would imagine, right? Um, absolutely. Let, hmm, let's think about this. Is dental disease easier to prevent or to treat? <laughs> yes. Any kind of dental disease, right? Yeah, that yeah. puts it into good perspective. We preach it all day long. Yep. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, well, in, in wrapping up, we have a few questions that we like to ask all of our guests. Um, so these will be more, more consistent. But, you know, when we were creating the mint door, Karen and I gave um, careful consideration to the color of our door, and it has special meaning to us. So we're curious, if you were to pick a color for your door, what would your color be and why? Well, I've also I've been curious as to why you chose that. I, I would love to hear your story, but um, I, I would have to say blue. Uh, blue is all I have always been attracted to the color blue, and I, I feel like it's not blue in a negative way, but blue in a calming way. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's part of I always have felt like blue is a part of my personality. Mm-hmm. Very nice. That's cool. love it. So, looking back at your life's journey was one thing that has happened to you that you didn't expect and how did that change your life or the course of direction that you were going in Mm. (laughs) well I don't know if I want to answer this because it'll put it on a downer but um I lost my six-year-old granddaughter a couple years ago in a horrific car accident Um, but it has united my family, my son, her dad, and, and our, our family to where it, um, to a point I never knew we could be so tight on. Mm -hmm. And it has given us all purpose in our lives, a a whole different type of purpose in our lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Sorry, thank you Sorry to go oh, there. Well, no, I can't. I can't be anything but honest. Yeah, I mean, that's, we love honest conversation and vulnerability. And thank you for sharing that. And we are just so sorry that mm-hmm. that happened. But hearing how that has formed you as a closer group, right? Um, right. Is, sure. is, is nice to hear. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure that makes her happy too. I'm. I'm. I know it does. Mm-hmm. That was, she always wished that all of us could live in the same house for the rest of our lives. Um, <laughs> she would draw a picture of the house that we were all going to live in. <laughs> that's special. Yeah. Aww. Well, thank you. Yes. Like I echo Karen. Thank you for sharing that with us. And yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for asking. I love talking about her. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> well, in along those lines, um, as high achievers, we often get so busy and focused on our goals that we kind of forget those little things that bring us joy. Mm-hmm. And so um, maybe looking back, what was one of your favorite activities as a child? As a child, I 
I was just always very family focused. I had um, and I have an aunt who's a year younger than me. My mom's sister is a year younger than me. And then my sister is a year younger than she is. And we just did, I mean, just being together, we just did every everything together. My grandma was was more like an aunt than, you know, a grandmother was to me or more like a mother. And so we just, just being very family. I mean, we went to one grandparent's house on Saturday and the other grandparent's house on Sunday. So family doing family things was always very focused for us. We didn't go out and do things um, by like now kids do judo and, and gymnastics and, we didn't do things like that. Everything was very family focused and camping with family and things like that. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, and I think you just got back from a family vacation. So you're still living those joys now, aren't you? Absolutely. I, I They are ingrained in me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that's why I say it's so important to me with the ergonomics that, that we can, we can enjoy our family because of it. Because of the because of the choices that we make, choices in products and and choices in in um, positioning and things like that, so that we can enjoy our family. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, this just brings it full circle and makes complete sense why you're so passionate about this topic. And I don't think that the the dental world could ask for a better advocate than than you. So thank you, Cindy, for all you do. Um, we can find out more by going to your website, um, cindypurdy.com mm-hmm. and the thrive, uh, ergonomic summit, all the information is on there as well. Is that correct? That is correct. If you just, you can just do cindypurdy.com slash thrive, and okay. it will take you directly to those two opportunities, those two different dates. Fantastic. And or then Facebook, have a- I have on Facebook, if you just, um, search thrive. Okay. You know, Perfect. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll make sure that that is all in the show notes. So thank you all. Awesome. Thank you again for sharing your time with us and your talents and your expertise. And here's to um, happy, healthy dental professionals that have correct ergonomics and energy (laughs) and are able to thrive. Thank you for this platform, ladies. You've done a great job with this. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yes. All right. We will make sure all the show notes are below. So check those out and we will see you next time on the Mint Door Podcast. Cheers. Good night. Goodbye.